Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Hey, what's up? Welcome into a Thursday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Seth Harp and I will keep you company for about uh, 20 minutes, 25 minutes or so before we bring you Rays baseball as they take on the Minnesota Twins. Uh, NFL news today, Dalvin Cook going to be released by the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Not unexpected with cap hits and things like that, Um, but still a pretty big-name player that uh, could really be good in somebody's backfield. Because we have a limited time today, um, we'll open the phone lines for you, 392-8255, and you can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. We can do this in an abbreviated form today, I hope. In uh, six days, six is only the SEC can do because it just means more. The SEC is going to have a reveal of the 2024 schedule. So I guess, and taking a look at the crystal ball here, who do you think Florida ends up playing? I've really gone over this. I mean, certainly there's going to be some change. And you would think, you know, South Carolina, Tennessee, Vandy, Georgia, Kentucky, all that. But it doesn't necessarily mean it'll remain the way it is now in terms of East, right? I, I, I don't think that in 2024 it's going to be where Florida plays all the Eastern Conference or Eastern Division opponents. I still think they play LSU, at least, again, temporarily, before they really shake things up the following year. But who would you like to see them play? Uh, Or who do you think they will play? Again, that reveal is going to be in six days. A couple of emails. BB says, now for the quickies. Could the weather tomorrow possibly force a Saturday doubleheader? It depends, right? If if you if the weather is late, if again, it's a six o'clock game, right? If if it keeps raining or thundering or lightning or you know till nine o'clock, could it be a Saturday doubleheader? I think they'll do everything they can to avoid that. And I guess if they had to, they'd play Monday if they had to. Uh, he said, but to compete with the Big Ten and the SEC for get expansion, the best thing for the Pac-12 and ACC would be to merge. There's going to be super conferences eventually, I think. He can, you can call it the PAC. Yeah, the P-A-A-C-C. Conference winner each year along the accompanying song, what is the trophy ceremony? The leader of the pack. Very nice. BB, very nice. 
Uh, that would be kind of cool. All right, we've got some other emails here. Uh, but again, we invite you. You still have time to call if you'd like to. Uh, again, we're going to be on here for another 20 minutes or so, and then we're going to bring you uh, Ray's baseball. Uh, let's see. Steven says, is it unfair to call Oklahoma softball obnoxious for the constant extreme celebrating? Is it unfair? Uh, no, it's not unfair. If that's what your opinion is, uh, that's okay. And it has been a topic of conversation to the point that some dude named Bob Stoops weighed in and said, it, you know, that's not. And, you know, it's only uh, an issue, I think, if you're on the other side of that. You think anybody that roots for Oklahoma cares what they do? I don't think they do. Gator track continues to be at the NCAAs. Uh, pretty good day for the Gators yesterday. They already got some points um, as long jumper Malcolm Clemens uh, finished fourth. So good for him. And that is continuing today uh, in Austin, Texas. Uh, by the way, we're going to carry uh, the College World Series in softball tonight, 7-15. Can Oklahoma wrap it up? Or will Florida State win and force a game three? Uh, Butch, hello. Hey, I, I'm, I'm a Florida State fan, of course, but I don't find it obnoxious. If you want to shut them up, beat them. That's and true. You can't beat them, and, and, and nobody, I mean, I'm not sure anybody could beat them. I think Florida State could easily be the number two team in the nation, but Oklahoma's just on another planet right now. Yeah, I, I mean, if you look at, I, I think there's some things that go on celebration-wise that, for me personally, are a little over the top that, you know, I wish they'd tone it down a little bit. But, you know, who am I? If that's what you do to celebrate and you do it with your team, you're not showing up the other team, then that's fine. Go for it. Like you said, beat them. That'll stop that. Number two, just out of curiosity, and I looked this up so I have an answer for you. Women, I think the fastest recorded pitch has been 78. That's what I could find yesterday on the computer. Do you remember the king in his court? I played against them. Did Twice. you know that he could throw? That he, they had a recorded pitch from him at 104. Let me just tell you this: I got to play against Eddie Fainer, uh, king in his court, uh, right in my softball prime. I was a pretty decent, you know, softball player after playing baseball, and. I got to tell you, this was when Eddie Fainer was not in his prime. He was at the back end. He threw me a pitch I never saw. So, yeah, uh, it was pretty interesting facing him. If, if anybody's interested in looking that up, I mean, he at one time he struck out like Willie Mays, um, Harmon Killebrew, like four or five or six really big league guys in a contest in a row. And oh, so yeah. You must have really been something. So, hey, I'll let you go 20 minutes long. I don't want somebody else to get on there. Okay. I'll see you later. Butch, thank you. I'll tell you another story. Um, I got to uh, – he let me hit a pitch, and I got a base hit to right. And remember, the king and his core, they didn't have a lot of fielders. So on that first base, the guy says to me, how you doing? Good. He said, uh, I want you to take a lead. 
And when I tell you to get back, dive back. I said, okay. So I take my lead, and he literally went behind his back and threw an absolute dart to first base. And he said, get back. And he picked me off. And I mean, it was incredible. It was all in one motion. Woo. D, I know you're going you're gonna to steal my thunder for, thunder for the next segment, but that's okay. Go ahead. Oh, Steve, you know I'm on it, baby. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, when that news broke on Twitter yesterday, man, I mean, I was just, you know, just elated, man, because that's the one position that we needed to fill, and he filled it. I mean, the guy's 6'4". Uh, he averaged 18 points a game last year. Um, and, and, and this is what we needed, man. And, you know, a lot of these services have now, you know, ranked us one or two as far as, you know, transfer, uh, you know, portal guys, the transfer portal class. And you combine that with what we have, man. I mean, uh, October can't get here soon enough, man, because I just I just think with the additions, Steve, the, the, with, the, with the deficiencies that we had last year and the additions that we've made through the portal, I know it. It all has to translate on the court. I know that it, it doesn't mean anything unless you unless you produce wins. But man, just uh, like you said, looking at it on paper, man, it, it looks appetizing for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Gator fans get excited when you, you see this kid who put his name in the draft. You know, took it out, but you know, we, he was good enough to put his name in there at least. Uh, you know, Clayton and all those guys that transferred in. It's interesting though. I looked this up. Uh, I think, though, it was done without Pullen being in. The, you know, they always do the, uh, the, the Lenardi projection, and right. Florida was uh, last four in for the tournament. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and, if you, and if you rank, you know, everybody can rank a transfer list, D. Florida right. didn't get... Uh, you know, the second or third or fourth ranked transfer guy, like a, you know, like a Nemhard type of guy. But they got good, solid players here that you hope will fit into their system. Yeah, man. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's, he's, he's upgrading the talent, man. And that's, that's, you know, I've been calling you and saying that's what, when you looked at the landscape of the SEC last year, and I just looked at our squad, it just, it just when I looked at the top of the league and even some of the middle teams, we just didn't uh, we just didn't compare. And then when Castleton got hurt, we all know what happened there. So you know he's building depth, he's got talent. So like I said, man, I I I can't wait for October because this this potentially you know has to be has to be a making probably of a top four or five team in the, in the conference next year. Yeah, and you know what's good too with him. Uh, I, sometimes I look at the schools that were recruiting him or were finalists for him. And, you know, sometimes last year when those kids came over, eh, you know, not, not the greatest list. But with him, you know, Michigan, Gonzaga. LSU. Yeah, so, I mean, that's pretty good. Yep, that's, that's one of the things, Steve. We, that's one of the questions. Could he recruit with the big boys? And so far he's proven that. Yeah, he has. Okay, thank you, D. Appreciate the call. 12-13, time check brought to you by Hayes Shillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Kaylin Sims. 
Starting off with MLB, the Tampa Bay Rays will play the final game in their three-game series against the Minnesota Twins. Tune in here for live coverage of the game today at 12.30 p.m. In softball, Oklahoma and FSU will play their second and potentially their last game of the NCAA Women's College World Series. Tune in here for live coverage of the game tonight at 7.15. Gator Baseball's Jack Caglione is one of three Golden Spikes finalists. The Gators will take on South Carolina tomorrow night in Gainesville to start the Super Regionals at 6 p.m. In Gators track and field, the team is in Austin, Texas for the second day of the NCAA Outdoor Championship. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Kaylin Sims. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. This message is for Florida healthcare workers out there or if you know somebody who is working in the healthcare industry. I'm going to give you a chance to save some money, and it's pretty simple to do. Just switch your current financial institution to the credit union I've been with for over 30 years, my health care federal credit union. It's right here in Gainesville. Lots of way to, ways to save. If you have a credit card interest, a debt, well, guess what? Your interest rate can be helped by my health care federal credit union because they go to low fixed rate with no annual or balance transfer fee. If you need a car loan, looking for a new vehicle, they can give you the same low interest rate on new and used vehicles because sometimes the used car rates are higher at other institutions. And they have an option you can get your paycheck a couple of days early. Money in your pocket early, that is a pretty darn nice thing. I've been a member for over 30 years. Can't say enough good things about them. They have been great for me. If you're a healthcare worker, They'll be good for you as well. To find out more about My Healthcare Federal Credit Union, visit myhcfcu.org, myhcfcu.org. It's good to be able to make a change, to never feel stuck. That's why at Cox, we're making a change too. Now Cox Internet plans are flexible, so you can choose to just go with Internet, add TV tomorrow, or home automation down the line. It's easier than ever to get just what you want and nothing you don't. Flexible plans from Cox. Change anytime. No commitments, no penalties. See for yourself at cox.com slash internet. Additional services can be added at then current regular rates. All services subject to residential customer service agreement and acceptable use policy. Restrictions apply. Eating good is about more than just tasty food. Eating good is about doing good, too. And that's exactly what Fresh from Florida is all about. Supporting local Florida farmers, creating jobs in our communities, and, of course, making sure you can enjoy all the fresh flavors Florida has to offer. Because produce tastes better when it's grown closer to home. So eat good tonight. Look for the sunny Fresh from Florida logo where you shop. Learn more at followfreshfromflorida.com. At Radiant Credit Union, we know life can get crazy. Mom, the toilet's clogged. <sighs> and when you decide it's time to go on a much-needed vacation, Radiant Credit Union can simplify things with a fast and easy vacation loan. There's no better way to refresh and renew your energy than a nice, long getaway. And Radiant Credit Union can help you get there. So, if you want to go from this to this, visit RadiantCU.org vacation and get started today. Federally insured by NCUA. Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission is Gainesville's no-hassle, no-overcharge repair shop since 1928. It's the same-day maintenance offers that keep you safe on the road. It's their ASE techs that find the problem and fix it right the first time. And it's the straight talk and excellence you'd expect in the swamp. Whatever your car needs, trust Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. 
keeping cars on the road since 1928. Call 352-283-8373 or visit bushautorepair.com. The Gators. It is a swing and a miss. He got him. The Gamecocks. <laughs> a trip to Omaha is on the line. Coverage of the Gainesville Super Regional begins Friday evening at 5.55. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Talking the talk and walking the walk. You are listening to Florida's preeminent sports radio station. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM. WRUF. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Final segment here before we get you to raise baseball. Also, uh, College World Series coverage in softball tonight. FSU and Oklahoma. Oklahoma looking to uh, three-peat. We'll have that for you at 7.15. Uh, Sam says about the uh, Oklahoma softball celebrations a bit much, but with their dominance, I get it. Daryl says he'd like to see Florida play Auburn in football when the schedule comes out. He thinks it'll be Oklahoma. Looking forward to coming to uh, the ballpark uh, for the game tomorrow. William says doesn't think the schedule in 24 will look that much different than this year. He thinks 2024 is a critical year for Billy. I think we all agree with that. We've been burned by so many fired coaches, credit card scandals, PEDs, literally items you can't make up. I think 2023 for Gainer fans is going to be a wait-and-see approach. Don't think this team's going to be very good in 2023. I think a lot of Gator fans feel the same way. If we're not in the conversation for the 12-team playoff in 2024, that is a big problem. Yeah, I guess it. I guess it depends, William, on your definition of what conversation is. But, but I get it. And I'm going to say this again. If you look at this year's schedule, it's a very difficult schedule, right? But tell me, I mean, realistically, tell me a game that you think Florida can't win. Georgia? Okay, all right, but other th- is there a game you think they can't win? I'm not suggesting that they're going to win all those games. I'm j- because that's what's going to make this schedule so intriguing. Kentucky, Missouri, South Carolina, Vanderbilt. If you win those four, and remember, you get Tennessee at home, and we don't know how they're going to look without Hendon Hooker. Well, all of a sudden, you know, if you happen to win those, well, now your season's not so bad. I think there's hope for the future at that point. Uh, Tomorrow, by the way, uh, we're going to preview the final leg of the uh, Triple Crown on horse racing. My bud Dick Girardi uh, will be here. And then... Richard Blaylock is going to be here uh, tomorrow because he is part of, uh, well, I'll let him explain tomorrow. There's going to be a big grand opening 
this weekend at Celebration Point, that sports complex that's out there. Uh, that's going to open up. Uh, it's the Alachua County Sports and Events Center at Celebration Point. That's what it's actually called. And uh, there's going to be a grand opening of that. Wait until you see this place. Wait until you see this place. It's impressive. Uh, and Richard will tell you about it uh, tomorrow on the program. Next week, uh, be uh, very happy to say that we'll be joined by Urban Meyer, uh, who will talk about the Netflix uh, show that's coming up in August about Gator football, 2000, that, that run of 2006-2008. Um, so he'll be here uh, early next week to talk about that. And uh, I'm going to try to get uh, as many of the players and coaches on uh, from that era uh, that we can get. I know many of them uh, were interviewed you know, for the program, so uh, we'll do that. It's uh, kind of exciting to do that and have those memories come alive again. Uh, I'm sure you'd know this by now, but congratulations to Jack Caglione, the sixth Gator to become a Golden Spikes Award finalist, first since Brady Singer in 2018. The winner will be announced June 25 on ESPN's Baseball Tonight, leading into Game 2 of the College World Series Final. Uh, Mike Zanino, good trivia question, he's the only winner from Florida of the Golden Spikes Award. He won it in uh, 2012. Uh, do I think he could win it? Could I'm not sure he's gonna. And by the way, the other finalists think about. Th there's one I forgot. I didn't get. Brad Wilkerson, Matt Laporta. You would figure those two, right? Zanino. The one I forgot, Logan Shore. He was really good here in 2016. Brady Singer in 18, and now Cags. And I hope yesterday. Uh, you heard Sully here live with us. When they were going through those two runs where, you know, going to Omaha was like, you know, changing your shirt. I don't know if you take it for granted, but it was just expected. And believe me when I tell you this, it's hard to do. And I think now if they can get back to Omaha, it would be so cool because it's been a little while for the program. And a lot of these kids, the Riveras of the world, the Ryapels of the world, came back for this. They came back for this. What I hope is it's competitive and good to watch. I mean, look, I think Gator fans don't care if it's 2-1 to one or 20-1. to one. They just want them to go to Omaha, and I get that. But, you know, South Carolina... It, it's very hard. Think about this. South Carolina will have to beat Florida five of six times in order to advance to Omaha. That's hard. Now, if you're them, you've already done it three times. 
But you're asking, you know, a team to come to somebody else's ballpark, beat them two out of three, where it gives you five victories over them in a single year. That's hard to do. But anything can happen in a short series, and I think we have all seen that uh, as well. Um, Okay. Uh, An abbreviated show today because of Rays baseball. Rays and the Twins. And then don't forget, later tonight, it's been a, the weather's been awful in Oklahoma City. But uh, hopefully the weather will cooperate. Game two of the World Series in softball, Florida State and Oklahoma as Oklahoma tries to three-peat. The first time somebody's done that since UCLA in the late 70s. Thank you for tuning in today. We'll do this again tomorrow at our normal time of noon. Enjoy Rays Baseball on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Live from Weimer Hall on the campus of the University of Florida, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.